We're back. We're back. You're back. I'm I, back. I, I, I flew. I flew solo. Uh, yeah. It was nice. I, I have experience flying solo. It was the. It was the. Um, it was the classic masturbator podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got drunk and fell asleep, so I want to apologize to both of our listeners. All um, three of them. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Me, you, and my mom. Yeah. And my, oh, it. don't forget my sister who does all the comments. And your sister, that's right. Who's really mad that we're doing just sports now because she's like, I want to be on. I'm like, Simone, you can be on. Just yeah, be on. come on whenever you want. She's not a Simone, big sports would, fan, but she's a big fan. She's it would a be, supporter. It would be an honor to speak to one of our fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, good to be so, back. Yeah, I, let me just give you the rundown of where I was at. Uh, I really, I, I went in on VAR again after the Bamford pointing offside after two handballs that were kicked into people's arms, including one that I was, this is how much I hate VAR and how stupid it is. You benefited from it and you still hated it. I bet I should have won a game and I'm glad that Kevin De Bruyne missed. I was like, you know what? Good. The one, how much the, the, the one in, in the Wolves game in the Leicester Wolves game. Uh, did you see it? Yes. That. Yeah was morally reprehensible it mm -hmm. it it represents everything that is evil it is worse than being virtuous and thinking you know everything again i'm comparing var and the implementation of all replay in sports to the terror by robespierre in the french revolution because he started cutting off people's heads because he believed that humans that man was naturally virtuous and that he's only corrupted by 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 the aristocracy and and things that whatever if we could just get it right then sport would be perfect it is the fucking french revolution of sport i've had it var out var out so wait who's <laughs> so wait who is the aristocracy in the premier league uh the aristocracy in the premier league is manchester united liverpool and arsenal yes okay yeah Yep. <laughs> and like yep. spurs are like knights like, I was say, of, like, of like shitty swampland where do like <laughs> lester wolves and spurs kind of fall in right oh like, they're, they're nouveau not... riche they're they're bourgeoisie they're like say, they're not they're not right peasants, they're factory they're owners like... right yeah 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 yep. the other guys oh you don't have land you don't know how to play polo they just have factories <laughs> look at you living in a house with people <laughs> Mourinho is the guy who works in the factory and three of his fingers have been cut off like, yes but, he, but he's like he's leading the union and he's ruining everything but then he corrupts it from the inside this is yeah. a good rant by the way if we went on a geopolitical serfdom it. of sport this is perfect this is my kind of thing I love this shit <laughs> it's the fucking international break again by the way so I why know. not oh, yeah. also another thing that happened well that was that was my big rant I don't even know what happened in the games it was 1-1 Liverpool People liked it. People didn't like it. Well, people my liked half of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So my thing is, um, one of the big crusades in in the Premier League so far in the last week or so has yeah. been Ole Gunnar Solskjaer coming out and saying um, the schedule was against us. Oh, our okay. own, and and by the way, there's there's years of evidence that says the English FA. Uh, does not take care of its own biggest clubs who compete on both in domestic fronts and on European fronts. When Spurs had to play Ajax in the semifinal, the entire Dutch league stopped playing so Ajax could get a rest. Spurs had yeah, to play he, two games that week. Yeah, but he, here's, here's the reason for that when you really break it down, right? In those countries, the leagues are so small 
that the big clubs literally run the league. Well, that right? and that, that and they need them, right? If they get if they right. get more value, right? right? If Ajax it, makes a run, then all yeah. of a sudden people England, start paying more attention. England to the is the only league, and and it's partially why they want to break away in some sense. England is the only league where the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the of the few, right? Yes. They, it's the only league where there are six teams that could form a cartel. Do you think there's six teams in La Liga that, that La Liga cares of about? No, there's two, <laughs> right? Three. Three. And, no, there's two, and one of them sucked most of the time. So it's Real Madrid's league, and it's only yeah. been in the last 20 years, and it's only because of Messi that, that Barcelona has become important. Like, I think people don't realize this, like, especially up-and-coming, relatively new Messi fan from the FIFA era. Barcelona never won anything until Messi. Like, they had one European Cup under Cruyff. They won La Liga, you know, a handful of times. They're, they're losers until recently. I'm serious. That's they're the like Arsenal. No, no, that's the headline. No, but they're, the like, they're like Arsenal. No, but, but up until Messi got there, they were Arsenal. Yeah. Right? Good, mm-hmm. you know, no European pedigree, nothing. Never won anything in Europe. Arsenal yeah. have won, like, a Cup Winners' Cup. They're not an international team. They're mm-hmm. a big... English team. Barcelona are a big Spanish team who are the foil of Real Madrid, but they're like, you know, they're the Red Sox to the Yankees. Like, yeah, you guys won some championships. That's a perfect example. Barcelona are the Red Sox. Oh, I start to like Barcelona too. <laughs> that sucks. Right. Um, anyway, no, I don't know where but I'm anyway, going. But I think what happened, right, oh, is The like, schedule stuff. Go ahead. The scheduling stuff where you've had four or five managers come out vehemently angry that their players have been playing uh, either a Wednesday and then a Saturday or in Spurs and Arsenal's case, a Thursday and a Sunday and the earlier games in the day at that, right? Yeah, so they don't Man, Man United had to play uh, the, the, the 12.30 kickoff local time for them and Spurs had to play the noon kickoff on Sunday. And so what right. their argument is very simply, if, if at very least, these TV networks, you have to give us a little bit of pull here, go further on in the day um, Give us that extra eight hours or five hours, whatever it is. The thing that they don't understand and the reason that we have so much of a depth of a table, no, they don't, right? Because BT Sport and Sky Sports are paying hundreds of millions of pounds to make these fucking teams go, right? It's not just them. It's making the league in, in, in total. It's rising the tide, right? So um, everybody is benefiting from this. So now – You've got two things that specifically, and the other thing is, um, we talked about this very. How about very the managers early on. don't play their players all the time? Well, that okay. right, exactly. Like we talked about. What are you doing about how one of the main things, one of the main reasons that Project Big Picture was a, a thing, is because players um, were getting so tired. Like uh, they didn't have the five subs this year, and the big teams got really fucking mad about that. Right? They really guess did. What <laughs> Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp came out both after that one-one draw, and they said this is bullshit. You know, in everywhere else in Europe, they kept the five-sub rule, which is true. And in Champions League and Europa League, it's true. Guess how many subs Liverpool and City both made in that game? Three. Two. Total. Two, exactly. Well, their right. rationale was they were afraid to make changes because they didn't want to fuck up the, the – Well, then you can't the bitch and moan about not having enough changes yeah, if you didn't make the amount that so, you were already doing. Yeah, the thing that's really interesting is, like, it, it's, it's, the, it's the mix. It, this wouldn't be a problem in American sports, right? We just the guys just wouldn't play, right? Because it's so hyper competitive, you really can't drop games. So, like this, the squad depth, like you can't toss a game, right? Because right, there's no 
well, they're not basically playing for a playoff spot, right? right. They're playing exactly. for the league. Right. And I All the that. time, right? Like, so that's yeah. the thing, right? But if you're City and Liverpool and Manchester United and whatever, whatever, that's on you. Yeah. You and have I, the money. You have an uncapped league with right. no salary cap, with no roster cap. What the fuck are you doing with the money? Well, that's kind of what the thing, fuck right? like, are you doing with your players? Like, play the babies. What are you doing? You're worried that that guys are going to get hurt? Don't play. Isn't it kind of ironic that the two teams bitching about this are the two deepest teams, arguably in Europe? Right? Yeah, like, ridiculous. Manchester City takes players on their B team that would start on 15 of the 20 Premier League teams. And Liverpool's right. no different. Right. Liverpool literally is complaining about should they play Diogo Jota or Roberto Firmino because the like one of them's in great form right now. Oh my god, they ended up playing all all four. Now up front. the I, the thing that's that sucks is that they're the the coaches are being proven right, right? Like so guys are going down like flies, right? So you have right. you got Van Dyke, yeah, we have Gomez now, Ake went down, like guys are, are dropping like flies, but then Pep Guardiola has his two uh uh shall we say uh friends that he plays every game because they're built of steel raheem sterling plays every game kyle yeah. walker plays every game non-stop just can we can we stops. just recognize for a second though is this is this year injury wise the exception to the rule or are they just name brands right like Harry yeah Kane i don't know that's a good question. well i mean time. like even the 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 centurion city season i don't think kevin de bruyne played half the games he was hurt all the time right Exactly. He's been hurt this year. Everybody made a big stink about that. Yeah. Players get hurt. Company would get hurt all the time. Any season. Right. Exactly. And especially in international duty. And it always makes people's heads spin as it should. (laughs) Because it's fucking stupid. Fucking ridiculous. Imagine imagine your best player playing in an irrelevant game. Yeah. Against in he's traveling from London to California to play in an Argentino versus Mexico game. Yeah, and not, not your best player, your be- your big signing, right? Yeah, and he, and he gets pulls hurt. his hamstring, and he's out for fucking six weeks. He's just getting used to being in the team at this point in the season, and he's out for that's gonna that's yeah, gonna I, derail I, this whole year. Hello, Giovanni Lascelles. How are you? Yeah, I don't. Oh, that that happened. That happened. That's part of the reason <laughs> Potts got fired. Which, by the way, it's been one year. R.I.P. I love him. Um, yeah, and I, and I do listen. I have sympathy for the players. I get it. Like on an individual basis. We've talked about it a couple times, the themes of like, hey, these dudes are dudes, right? They're in COVID, they're playing, they're working, they've got like, it, just think about it this way. It'd be like if, if you know, you normally work 40 hours a week and for this year, you got to work 60. That's really where it is, right? Because, because we got to hit the quote, we got to hit our number. And these guys paid us for this project. We took three months off. Uh-oh, I lost Mike. Uh, I lost Mike. I'm sure he'll jump back in. Um, but yeah, it's still like that. And uh, I think if we keep pushing that along, we'll uh, we'll get Mike back in in a second. Hey, we're back. We had a little bit of a mishap, but we were chatting about just international break, players getting injured, where they are, where they're going, how insane it is, you know, working a 60-hour week instead of a 40-hour week just to meet the contract of someone who, that got sent to you. But that's kind of crazy. Uh, why are they playing? Because we're on international break. What are they breaking for? I don't fucking know, but people are qualifying for the Euros, and there's only one piece of news that happened. Well, two. One, Scotland has made it to the Euros. 
it's an expanded euros. I think there's an extra 20 teams. Uh, that for the first time since 1998, they will be in the euros that's spread across Eastern Europe and Germany, I think. So that's a big deal for them. They beat two teams in a playoffs, both on penalties. They are crap. Uh, but they beat Serbia, who have name-brand players. They have Jovic, they have Mitrovic, they have Tadic. Serbia should not be losing to Scotland ever. And someone in Serbia will probably be killed because of that, because it's Serbia. And they'll probably do some ethnic cleansing, throw someone off a bridge, and then like put so much lie on the body that it decomposes and you never know who it is. And when they try and re-exhume the body, they won't know who it is, because that's the kind of stuff that happened in the 90s. That's real. Look it up. You don't want to know. Uh, but <laughs> it still happens. It still happens. <laughs> yeah. All the and, then, time. and then a bunch of uh, other countries that we'll, we'll talk about the Euros one day, but Hungary and blah, 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 and country X and country Y. Also, the U.S. men's national team played their first game in almost two eight months. Eight months, 250 days. Uh, and, of course, to a rousing draw – versus Wales without Gareth Bale. So, so when you let's draw let's with wanna... Wales without Gareth Bale, you suck. Can we talk about that for a second? Because yes. I didn't this watch was, this well, I didn't either. Um, <laughs> but this is a this is an important moment for the US men's national team nonetheless. Yes. Despite the fact that Christian Pulisic was out with an injury and he Which he is gonna be to his with... name for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's right. The US men's national team, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, I did not look this up. They at least played a majority side that did not have MLS players. Yes. Legit, That's a big legit, fucking legit deal. Was the only one, I think. Okay. So, sure. Right? So, so that's a big deal. Right? Now, these kids are coming through the ranks. Gio Reyna, um, the Weston McKinney. So, it was, right? it was Brooks, Miazga. I don't know who Anthony, Rob Anthony Robinson is. I think he's the guy, the young guy at Barca. Uh, Dest, who's at Barca. Tyler Adams, yep. Weston McKinney. This, these are name brands. This guy's at Juventus. This guy's at Red Bull, right? Yeah. Legit to bum. The, the, again, the strike force is poor. I don't know who Conrad De La Fuente is, which is pretty sad. Uh, but Gio Reyna played up front uh, with Tim yeah. Weah coming he's in. He's fucking good. He's so, legit good. <laughs> this is not your father's U.S. men's national team. and it's They're actually exciting. legit. Oh, Conrad De La Fuente. He's the guy who's at Barca. Oh, good. A B Okay. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Red Sox, right? No, I yeah, mean, exactly. uh, yeah, I, listen, these kids are – like, they're, they're ignoring the traditional U.S. Uh, collegiate system to get a, get a free God. education Thank and God. get into MLS and just have a nice little career and whatever. The, um, the Jordan Morrises are dead. That guy's a bitch. I'll he, never respect him ever. Look, man, <laughs> ever. I mean, I kind of get it, but – like have some fucking ambition. Go uh, go to an English speaking country if you're that worried about it. Your like, dog. I love that that when Jones hammered him, it was just like he wanted to yeah. stay home with his dog. Well, his dad is the doctor of the team, but I think the I think the I think the big thing and I think we we as older sports fans really don't really realize it when you think about it is that a guy who's 23 or 24 or even 20 and kids are 15, they get that that path opens, I think Pulisic becomes this legendary figure that they're all just following. They're like, oh, Christian did it. He went to Germany. He went there at 16 years old. Oh, I'll just do that, right? It's this, I, can, it's, I know it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive you nuts. It's that representation thing. Oh, there's an American that did it. I can do it. 
And then on the other side of it, there's the Germans who recognize it, right? They are yeah. so good about inefficiency. They're like, these kids are healthy, they're hungry, they're cultural, they're all middle class. They don't have to think about like anything like that. If right. I can get a hold of this incredible athletic young guy, I can make him into something. Right? I think that's the point, right? Like they're moldable. They're extremely athletic. Like they're just athletes, right? We've Americans, always... that is what we have. We're yes. athletic. Yeah. We are, yeah. And in droves. And like you said, you don't have to worry about a kid who's going to be concerned for his surroundings or his background or whatever. The kid comes from a rich family. Most of right? the time, yes. Giorena. Who is Giorena's father? Exactly. The, the GM of NYCFC, or he was. Exactly. So yeah, there, is there a little bit rich in the blood there? Of course. Yeah, we're and the best middle class either. We're the best middle class team in the in the world. Absolutely, but that's the <laughs> thing is that for the Jordan Morrises who were like, you know what, I'm just going to stay at home. These kids, once Pulisic did it, he blazed the trail, yeah. and now everybody's going, I want a fucking piece of that pie too. What was his his transfer total to Chelsea from Dortmund? Like 70. 75, 80 million, right? So, you know, with that comes. Everything comes shirt sales, comes comes endorsements, comes a big, big deal, right? Yeah. The United States of Pulisic was how the fucking team was known for like two years, and it's going to be unless he's hurt all the time. But <laughs> it's but it, hopefully it won't be. Hopefully it's mm -hmm. the Gio Reynas, the fighting Reynas, right? Or 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 you know, I mean, it's or the McKinney's. McKinney's at Juventus. That's These a big, big clubs, man. That's a big club. <laughs> Remember when, when Landon Donovan came over and, uh, and, and Clint Dempsey played for Fulham and for Spurs and Donovan had a lone spell at Everton and he scored a goal one time and every American soccer fan went, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we, were, we would only it? play at Fulham and sort of fight our way through. Like, yes. we were just like, but that was, but that was reflective in our play too. We, we were exactly. a 4-4-2 physical athletic, good yep. goalkeeper, keep it tight, hit him on the break, and score goals that way. Our best strength was our unity, right? Yes. And you could only – it's like we were a Tony Pulis side at the yeah. international level. You know right? what? As much as this is going to bother me, we were Sean Dyche's team. But, we uh, were Sean Dyche's team. You can play that way. It's okay. In fact, the U.S. Yeah. should probably still play that way. The problem oh, is, is that well, – the problem is, is that in CONCACAF, we have to play like Chelsea. And then when we get out of CONCACAF, we have to somehow play like Deich. So we almost need like two versions, two teams. Well, and that's the problem, right? And that's right. why we had struggled recently because we had an aging core. And the problem that was that the talent wasn't there anymore. But all and of a sudden it's here. We have tons. Right. And, and again, you touched on it. I want to go back to it. Full, full marks to the Germans who, who like you said, are leading the world in finding inefficiencies. And finding underserved markets and going, no, no, no. These guys, these guys can fucking run like deer. We're going to teach them and, how to and kick the And the fact is ball. they can play. Like um, we, the, people, people make fun of MLS and, and academy systems and all this stuff. It's getting there. It just takes a long time. We still like, – so like the infrastructure for teaching kids how to play properly is there. But now the next step is how do you get poor kids to play? Like – how do they start to choose soccer over basketball, which is clearly – or football, right, where, they th where you know at 18 you take care of your family, right? Our like, former boss, uh, Michael Bramlage, had one of the most interesting takes on this I've ever seen. We do need to get him on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> I don't think he's watched sports in 10 years. It doesn't matter. He's still he legend. said this about a billboard in Times Square. He said, 
the, you want to get players to stop playing basketball and football, specifically yeah. football and getting them playing soccer, you put a billboard of Cristiano Ronaldo in Times Square. You tell, you write how much money he makes per year, how many years his career is, and just a smattering of the models he has had absolutely <laughs> insane sex with. And yeah, you put or, or, or you do the, in Times Square. Yeah, you, you, but, or you do the Marky Mark in the underpants thing that he does on Instagram anyway. And just yeah, yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is it's not, a, it's not a marketing effort. It's not yeah. a marketing piece for underwear. It's a marketing piece for you can do this too, kid. Put yeah. the helmet down and pick up the cleats. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just not you, cool. You know this. You grew up with it. It's soccer's it's, still not cool. It's getting it's there. Getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. Because all the but other yeah, sports think, are getting less cool, right? Like NFL's pretty I don't even watch it. It's kind of it's got the political thing. It's it's a little well, bit. Well, they've it, all it, got it, the political and it thing. Can, now. But it, but but the NFL can only go down, right? It's right. it's so big, it can only shrink. Baseball, I mean, God love it. It it you know it baseball's so white, like it's just not getting any cool. Has no cool factor at all. They're they're working on that. If they're just <laughs> but they're, they're gonna not have doing to a good go, job. And then I think the analytics in baseball has sort of stomped out right. any variation of play, which is now happening in the NBA. Also, mm -hmm. variation in play stomping out. Like, oh, we're doing spread, pick, and roll, and shooting threes. This is all well and good. It's efficient. It's fucking boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the I, thing is that, like, basketball and baseball have a lot of flair, believe it or not. Yes. But they're, like you said, they're stamping it out. So it's just or, it's repetitive. Or, or the inefficiency of the sport is stomping it out. Like, I think, like, one soccer just has especially for Americans, maybe, maybe Europeans feel this way about soccer, but because it's new to us, we're still like, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, the games matter. They're fast, provided the fucking demon seed that is VAR doesn't destroy it. But I, I, just, I just think that we're such, you know, I'm going to plug us. This is a cool podcast because who the fuck talks to weird Americans who – are american sport obsessed but also connecting to soccer and also like trying to like fuse the themes that are connecting to everything and making sure that people sort of get them right like you're like the biggest esoteric sport fan in the world i was i i'd like it's still there it's in me but i haven't watched a baseball game in way too long but i know what's going on for instance a man named freddie freeman won the mvp he did and he's not black he, look, <laughs> he looks like he's a guest on uh He should be black. How is he not black? Oh, he knows he's me. so white. He's he's dad white. And not only that, he plays for the Braves. Freddie Freeman on the Atlanta Braves should be a handsome, big, burly, super dark skinned black dude with a mustache who's awesome. But he's not. He's the opposite of that. He is he is no crime dog. He that's should for sure. be fucking Mandingo Bukaki. God damn it. <laughs> So speaking of really, really cool shit, <laughs> sorry, right? That's where I'm going with this, uh, <laughs> is we've had a, a bit of a renaissance of a, I guess, Premier League also ran this year so far. What Southampton. Oh, right. Our guys. At yeah. some point this past weekend was leading the league. They were top of the table for, again, for about an hour. But my goodness, have they had some absolutely captivating play. They currently sit in fourth place behind Leicester City, Spurs, and Liverpool. Now, again, just as a function of just playing earlier than them, right? So they've all played eight games. Southampton is two, two points off the pace. 
They have beaten Leicester City, I believe. They got smacked by Tottenham in a game where actually they were dominating until Harry Kane kind of took over. Um, they drew with Chelsea. They're, they're, and Everton, who we had been singing the praises of, they smacked the shit out of them. So yeah. when you look at them, you look at the way that they're playing and why they're excelling so far early part of the season for the most part. Um, it comes down to their manager, Ralph Hasenhutl who has instilled he's, – he's looked at very similarly, and Laurent can speak to the, the, the style of play better than I could, but mm. he's actually – his nickname is Alpine Klopp, right? They so, also got their UEFA badges in the same class. So they're literally classmates. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and somebody asked him, uh, you know, a little bit about how Southampton sort of crashed the party so far early in the season. He had one of the coolest quotes I've heard in a long time. He said, we like to be the pirate." And it's more fun to then to join the Navy. It's definitely something we can use every day, and it makes it fun to go and grab some points of the big teams. Yeah. He is likening playing the Chelsea's and the Liverpool's and the Everton's of the world. Being- like you're pillaging their villages and taking their points and their women. <laughs> That's now, fucking so cool. So, so to, to be fair, they don't really have a signature win yet. They, they have the 4-3 versus Villa, which they almost lost. They were well, I incredible. Think, I think Everton is a Everton, team. but they but Everton had red card. They, the three mm-hmm. three draw with Chelsea was a. They were down three and, and came back. Yeah, they beat West Brom. They beat Burnley, and they lost to Palace. So they have two kind of bottom feeder. They beat three kind of well. Beating beating Newcastle is tough, but still, just sort of give that context, right? They're they're winning. They're winning all the games. Well. Most of the games they we're should. Gonna, we're going to find out about them. Three of their next. So they have Wolves, United, and Arsenal. Well, that's the thing is, United and Arsenal, Southampton should beat them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think diving into weird, a little bit more right? about what's been making them go, right? Um, Danny Yang's had a phenomenal year last year. Probably one of the most underrated years in the Premier League in a long time. Awesome. Scored, I think, 25 goals. Yeah, um, I mean, he's a he's a – He's a top six striker whose knees are a relegation knees. Right, right, right. He was, he, he was, <laughs> he, I, came up in Liverpool, correct? He was on Burnley and scored a shit ton of goals for them, then moved to Liverpool. Okay. Right. And then blew out his knee twice. And then blew out his knees. So he was a high profile player. Uh, and, that was and identified moved. by Klopp as right. a guy that he liked. Right. right. And, and yeah, just had a, a multitude of injury problems. Has found his game in the last year or so. He has gone down again, though. He is leading the team with five goals this year so far. He had a what looks like a potentially bad ankle injury in the last weekend's game, which is tough, right? Yeah. Um, the story about this team, though, doesn't end there because they're much more than a one-man band. In fact, he's not okay. even the headliner anymore. No. We've talked, we've sung his praises on this podcast oh, once or twice before. <laughs> James Ward-Prowse. What a man. He's, he might be Beckham in disguise. He's phenomenal. <laughs> You know he what's is funny? He's a wizard with a free kick. He might be Beckham. It's not that good. <laughs> yeah, he was overrated. Uh, also, he was handsome and he handsome. was on Man United, right? Exactly. He's not as handsome. We both completely agree on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no. But no, he's he's been able to pick out a pass. And when you foul anyone on the team in a dangerous area, he's like it's it's almost as if like he's the he's like Steph Curry with a wide open three. You're like that's going in the fucking net, dude. Exactly. He's a legend. Like, wow. Like I, who was it? It was uh, it was against Villa. 
they basically they had a handball right on the edge of the box, and the commentator before the guy even before James Ward Prowse even took the ball to line it up. Yeah, he went, "What the fuck did you do that for? That's a goal. That's going to the net." And he had other- just scored a free kick twenty minutes, uh, ten minutes earlier, and he just he did it. Bang. The other the other great thing about James Ward Prowse is that he's a bit of a bastard. He looks like a school. He looks like Opie, but he's a bit of the bastard. He he actually led Southampton in yellow cards, almost double what you would think. Huh. You would assumed that it was going to be Romeo or or Hardberg. No, it was Prowse with nine, yeah. <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what he didn't get any reds, but he's he's a tough motherfucker. He's he's Southampton through and through. I mean, since we've been really paying attention to the Premier League, he's been there. He's now in like you know 2013. He's yeah. started at 18. Like he's their guy. He's their he's their Mark Noble without sucking. Uh, <laughs> he's their functional Noble. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's he's you know he's we'll the engine. And, and the other pieces they just always seem to find a way to reload. I mean, uh, you know, it's been a while. It's dried up. But Van Dyke uh, and Sane <laughs> from Southampton. Uh, Mane, yes, yeah, Mane. Uh, my, sorry, Mane. Yeah. So incredible, incredible pipeline. They're, and Lallana too, I believe, right? Lallana as well, yeah. And um, a bunch of and Lambert who left, but yeah, yeah, a bunch um, of guys. Lovren came from Southampton. They all did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. he was he was there, man. He yeah, was, he was. He was in the defense of a team that scored a hundred, that scored ninety-eight points. Um, <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that's interesting, and when we were kind of going through our season preview very early on in yeah. the life of this podcast. I was not bullish on Southampton because I thought that losing Pierre Emerick Hoybier would hurt them. Oh, I was, now, not, I was, I was like, they got this. Yeah, but here's the thing: <laughs> he's made a tremendous difference for Spurs. So, like, yeah, the only thing I think about is that a, it's very impressive the job Romeo and the and the rest of the, t- the club around him has has done yeah. to kind of bridge that gap. Well, they also, already, they always, they always had Romeo. Like he was, right. they always had. But also, there. you guys could have sold him for a lot more fucking money. Like he's really good still. Yeah. So that's the thing is that like the strength of the team to lose a, a piece like that and still come through. Well, I even know. forgot. I forgot about Wanyama, man. When he was, he was oh, fucking yeah. awesome too. He loves spaghetti. Fucking Victor Wanyama. He's somewhere. He's, he's in Montreal or something. Yeah, he's in Montreal now. Speaking of the last, and and Jay Adams has has really picked up the pace. The thing is, again, this is, yeah, this, yeah, in the absence of, 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 of Ings. And the thing is, is like, what do I say this often? And it's, it's when you get like deep into nerd and you don't even have to go that deep. So Mike, sorry, I I jumped in just because, because Che Adams was a guy that I had flagged last year. Guys coming up from the championships, like really good strikers who are young and in the championship are usually a good, a good bet. Like I talked, we talked about West Ham a while ago, Bowen, I had flagged. The guy had 20 goals by January for Hull. And when, and when West Brom bought them, I was like, dude, that dude's awesome. And yeah. he was. Uh, I flagged Ollie Watkins. I was like, that guy scored 25 goals on an offensive team out of, the, out of the championship. And lo and behold, he's the key piece for a flying villa because they had the creator, right? They had Grealish. They needed somebody to finish. Uh, and now Che Adams had a 20-goal season for Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham City the season before, but he just didn't click. It took a while. He didn't get off the snide. Now, to Hassan Hoodle's credit, he stuck with him. He was making the runs, and you knew he was getting into place. He was just missing. Yeah. And Ing- Ings was picking it up. But I think they have a partnership. And it's weird to see a strike partnership these days because they just don't exist. Like, 
the idea of a team playing two strikers is weird. Yeah, it's more winger based, right? And speed right, right, and, and right. counterattacking. But like, yeah. So so even in they had that partnership, but even in the absence so far of Ings, Adams seems to be playing a good understudy, and uh, they haven't seemed to lost the pace. Now now obviously coming out of the break, they're going to have like you said, Wolves, Wolves United, yeah. and Arsenal within their first six games. So and then City. So. But they also play my guys, Brighton, who are not looking great right now. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but, but we're going to learn a lot about Southampton in yeah. the next Well, of month. course. I mean, but the, listen, they're not going to be able to survive without Ings. Like, he's got to come gonna, back and yeah. come back and be strong. But the thing that I, I was listening to several podcasts about uh, our friend, Mr. Hassenhudel, is you, when you watch Southampton, it feels super cohesive. Like, if you watch them often – You'll see the same patterns of play. And I recognize this watching a lot of Liverpool, watching a lot of City. The good teams play the same way all the time where you start to not really care who's there. You just go, oh, they're going to do this, and they do yeah. it. These, these three guys in these three corners, they're going to work this angle, narrow it to down. Like they have a way to play. So even with things out, they just slot in. And, and for small, for shittier teams, like we make fun of a guy like Theo Walcott, but Theo Walcott on Southampton is good, right? Yeah. It's all about context. Like, hey, he's he another one, the, by the way. Yeah. Who came can, up. Right. He came up through then, Bale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but he can make the runs. His problem, of course, is going to be finishing. So they'll create the chances because they have a way to play that creates them chances. The thing yeah. is that they had that was different from all the other teams, and my beloved's Brighton. <laughs> is they don't have that finisher, right? And City has the same problem right now up until when, when uh, Gabriel returned. When you have a way to play and you know you're like, you know what, we're on the books for about 15 shots a game and five really good chances. We just got to get them done, right? Mm -hmm. And you have Ings who's getting them done. And they have a way to play in defense. They're organized. So, I mean, I think Hassan Hoodle's a little bit old. He's 53. So his next move will be his move, and then we'll see how he does, right? Yeah. Will he go take the Red Bull job when Nagelsmann leaves? Mm -hmm. That's one option. It's going to be tough to get one of the jobs in the Premier League. Like, he, he's, he's the Everton type, but they've got Ancelotti, which is still fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you've got Chelsea with Frank. Frank would really have to fall apart. Uh, Liverpool, nobody's going anywhere. Tottenham, I don't think Jose is going anywhere. Uh, Leicester, unless Rodgers is like, I'm going to take the Real Madrid job. You're like, no, no you're not. Okay, just right. He's he's stuck there for a while. Not stuck, but like he's he's in his perfect I mean, spot. Yeah, I just can't see. I I think at this point, West Ham would be lateral for him. That would be one of those sort of uh, like yeah, definitely. The only one I could see, and this is kind of a crazy one, is like, is Villa a big club? Could he take Villa? <laughs> if like, Villa's he, only he, a big club if they have the, the backing, right? Because but, I don't but, know that they could just as easily listen, go down. If the, here's the thing. Until they went down in 2014, they had never gone down. Yeah, that's true. And for the first half of Premier League history, they were in Spurs' spot. They were the other team. Right. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. teams that have been in that, that say like this big six. It wasn't a big six. It was three. It was United. Arsenal, Arsenal, Liverpool. Well, Liverpool to a lesser extent. It was a big two. Right. And, and the other slots, four through six, kind of 
would move around. You'd be like, wow, that team's there. That's bizarre. Oh, there was Newcastle was there for a little bit. And then it solidified with Chelsea. There was another one. Then another one for City. So that was a big four. And now Liverpool, since Klopp, really, because they were kind of like, they would drop out. They wouldn't finish in Europe all the time. They would just be like, bye. (laughs) And now we've got all these other teams. Sometimes Everton's up there. It's it's such a deep league right now. Uh, Although, like, old school Premier League fans are like, oh, it's, it's, there's no fight and hustle. I'm like, well, shut up. Yeah, I mean, we just spent 20 minutes talking about Southampton, right? Like, that's kind of the point of how deep this league is, right? Like, yeah. you can uh, – we obviously have our biases in our teams, right, City yeah. and, and Spurs. But if you, if you go through and you watch every single game – not you don't have to watch every single game, but, like, you can go through and, and enjoy specific things and teams and types of play, like you said – about Southampton, about Villa, about West Ham. I oh, fucking God. hate West Ham, but God, they're pretty nice to watch. No, offensively, my, my guys, my guys are. I can't, I can't, I can't with fucking Grealish. The goals they scored this weekend, last week, yeah. the playing around at the edge of the box, it was just like you fucking dirty playing around the fucking Spice Boys. <laughs> it was so good. I just was blown away, like watching the highlights, just going like. This, they fucking whooped Arsenal's ass. Yeah, they did. And, like, fucked with them. Like, oh, we're up two? Let's score a good one. Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, the game's over? Nah, not that I say it is. The run by Grealish is just, it was like watching a fucking freed unicorn wolf run <laughs> with, with fucking rainbows running behind him. They tried to tackle him. He shrugs off the tackle, doesn't go down, lays it off to Watkins. And talk up a good looking, just fucking handsome. Like those guys are going out. I don't know what's going on in, in the middle, if, if the COVID is killing them or what the women look like in Birmingham. But those dudes, when they go out, something's happening. There's some magic <laughs> happening, right? Grealish, Watkins, uh. Barkley, not so much, but you got to see our my guy Cash, with the mustache and the hair. Oh, he looks like a he looks like a D'Artagnan. It's the Three Musketeers. I can't he's, handle he's, them. I can't. He's the get, drummer. Oh, he's incredible. He's incredible. They're incredible. I can't. They're 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 just Villa. I can't get enough of them. I just love them. <laughs> I have they're a so great. But that's the problem. point, right? You can you can find the Villas, the the Southamptons, the oh. the Wolves. Fucking All of these teams have Maddie fantastic storylines. What a man. <laughs> the Matty Cashes, the porn stashes of the Premier uh, League. Porn right? stash Matty Cash. I just that's wanna... a great nickname. <laughs> if, uh, if all right, we're taking that. <laughs> Squeaky Bum Time Podcast is calling him Porn Stash Matty Cash from now he might, on. He might have. I think he's definitely got like a some Caribbean grandparent, even though he's a white dude. He's got he's got like a he's got a flavor to him. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Anyway, I love them. I love Villa. Anyone just love Villa today before they're gone tomorrow because one day Grealish will be gone and, you know, <laughs> he'll, 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 like, you know what? You want to talk about, I, here's, here's my dream for, for, for Villa. Okay. Villa, they hang around there. They kind of just push 10th. Spurs is kind of like a Mourinho just goes, not in a negative way. Kane is getting long in the tooth. His hair's, he's going bald and he's really just a nine now. He's just in the box and, he can't really run anymore. And then him and Grealish hook up and they're just connected to each other. And, <sighs> uh, <laughs> and Kane and Grealish in the whites. Ah, oh, forget it. With fucking a grown up Grealish playing for Spurs. Forget you know what the most. If they went down, he would have gone to Spurs. 
Yeah, no, that's the most frustrating thing is that <laughs> Daniel Levy balked at $25 million for him. Now it's going to be $125 million. Oh, because like, United's going to buy him and he's going to yeah. look like He's yeah. going to look like an evil security guard in that red shirt like he's in Star Trek and get killed on the fucking mission <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's who Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is. He's so nondescript. He's literally the security officers in Star Trek who get killed. I like it. Like I, he I, should not be the coach. He's completely forgettable, replaceable, stupid face. Like I wish baby, Amer- stupid baby face. Yeah, I just wish like sometimes you'd kind of wish like um I wish like Stephen A. Smith could be in England or like the Premier League could be covered and just like what Stephen A. Smith would go in for on 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 United. Like just can you see it? Can you see like Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith, yeah. like doing like ghetto talk about United? It would be incredible. Think about they, this. Because they're everybody not good at it. Skip Bayless, Kellerman. Stephen A. Everybody who talked about Jason Car- Jason Garrett as the Cowboys head coach for like yeah. fucking five years, right? It would be about United. Yes, <laughs> incredible. Oh, that would be great. I'd watch ESPN again. <laughs> yeah, make ESPN great again. <laughs> is that mega? Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think, I think we can't. We, we're done. That's it. We're done. That's it. We're, no, well, you're a racist now. That's it. You're, you're, what do you mean you're a racist? fascist and a horrible person. What, what did I do now? <laughs> you almost said MAGA. That's why. No, I said MAGA. No, I no, know, no. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I'm not saying this that you're, this you know. is a This is a free thinking zone. We can go MAGA. We can go LAGA. We can go Kami. We can talk about Robespierre. We can You've talk gone. about, we can go Weimar. We can talk about the Reichstag fire. Whatever you want. You want to do the uprising in Poland that was actually the, communists killed them not the germans we can do whatever you want i got this <laughs> you know what's amazing is that we have so much depth on this podcast that we have not even talked about and we're not going to tonight because we got to get through the international break somehow fucking Spurs break. play city next i know i know i so realized that later el Dushiko is coming we're just gonna have to do like an hour i'm just gonna do an i'm just gonna do an individual breakdown of every player on my team. They're like, hate him, hate him, hate him, love him, kill him, fuck him. Out. <laughs> I want no more fucking Riyad Mahrez and his little skinny fucking cut in on his foot. No, Pass the save fucking it, save ball. It. Save it. We're gonna go, we're gonna do a full hour on this on Monday for next week in preparation of, of H. L Dushiko, as oh, we call it. Classic. Tottenham Hotspur. Mike Salerno versus Manchester City, Laurent Cortines. Oh, not it's a not it, it used to be real not in the face, but now, now it's not so much. Yeah. Now it's all it's up for grabs. Because you Especially got after bullshit, the, the, the fucking bullshit Champions League. Yeah. Cock suck. It changed you, everything. V A R piece of shit. We'll get into it. We'll dick. do all of it. All right. I'm excited. It. I'm really excited about it. I'm stopping. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.